welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way. I've got O'Leary to my that way. Boys and girls, sushi's on the menu. The Jets squish the fish, forty to seventeen. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I think Nick said it in the chat. The panel hits different after a win. I could not agree more. I'm excited. This is the first time since I've known you, fellas, that we mm -hmm. get two weeks in a row where we're allowed to be happy. Now, the Dolphin fans and the rest of the NFL don't want us to be happy. There's myriad excuses. They can all suck it. We deserve to be happy. Our team is putting it together. And I'm in a good mood because of it. Matt, how you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. I don't give a damn about your third string quarterback or your injuries. The New York Jets won a football game and you can kick rocks. Dude, mm -hmm. I love it. Boys and girls, we've got a bunch of people in the chat already. Please hit that like button. If you're just joining us, you enjoy the Jets stomping out the Dolphins. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. And if you want to get double entered, all you got to do is retweet the stream over on Twitter and get yourself entered to win a t-shirt at the end of this stream. And if you're watching after the fact, drop a comment down below. You'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Uh, if you don't want to kill your phone battery, we also have this available in podcast form. So if you're listening after the fact, that's cool too. Uh, real quick, I see Mutt Files in here. He says, Waddle Waddle Ryan, what's up guys? Four and two this week. Hope so, Mutt Files, hope so. Uh, how great was Michael Carter dropping the oh, waddle? Come on. Oh, I love it. Waddle so waddle. good. That's so good. good. <laughs> Brian Lemos says, victory Tuesday, go Jets. Hell yeah. And then... Brandon comes in. Brady Quinn said, we only beat backup quarterbacks and we'll lose the next four games against tough teams. Screw him. Let's go, Jets. Invite TD and Smoke Show on tonight to come out of hiding. Uh, yo, these guys were, they, they got their tail between their legs. All the Dolphins content creators. Screw them. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so done with this. Yo, Jets win this week. We don't get many of them, so it's nice to get this. Uh Greenbean, your thoughts on, on this whole Dolphins, you know, third string quarterback. I want to hear, you know, some of the excuses that we've heard from some of the other uh, fans. And, you know, I'm sure you've had it in your comment section as well. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. people chirping. Yeah. yeah, well, let me just remind everybody. Like, they're, they're, they're saying all kinds of stuff, right, about this Skylar Jenkins guy, right? Whatever the Skylar McGoogle. So they, first <laughs> of all, they loved him. They loved him. Make no mistake, he was their streveler, okay? Half of their entire fan base was screaming that it shouldn't even be Teddy. It should be it should be Skylar Thompson, right? That's who they mm -hmm. think it should be. That's number one. Number two, dude, we're hoping for a seven to nine win season. We're not claiming we're going to the Super Bowl because we beat them. We want to stack wins. This is the first time we've had two wins in a few years, you know, in a row. It's the first time we're three and two in a few years. It goes on and on and on. The first, my, my, my whole podcast this week was about all the firsts that happened in this game. There's like 12 of them. Dude, we're allowed to enjoy it. We're, again, we're not saying we're that we're going to win the bowl. We're saying, hey, we got three wins and we're only hoping for eight. 
We're on our way, and we're allowed to be happy. Everybody who's trying to ruin our buzz, just kick them out of the party, man. They don't belong. They, they, they're showing their colors. You don't want to hang out with those people, whoever they are. Again, they can suck it. Matt, how are you feeling about this third-string quarterback bullshit that you're hearing? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of it, unfortunately, but it, I don't really care. And like, if you want to argue that, well, look at the Jets' offensive line injuries and then get back to me because last time I checked, your second-year player who started his 21st NFL game on Sunday played his fourth different position in 21 games uh, mm -hmm. and played really damn well in Elijah Vera Tucker when he played right tackle. So um, – I really have no sympathy or empathy or really anything for teams complaining about their injuries with what the Jets have dealt with over the last few years. So I, I really don't want to hear it. How about don't give up 40 points? Yeah, how about that? Did uh, did Skylar Jenkins give up 40 points? Is that what happened? Are they though? Is he the one that couldn't stop Brees Hall? Well, that's, what, yeah, that's I, just right. Like It's like, oh, no, your third-string quarterback, yeah, he's the one that gave up all the points, right? No, actually, your your second-string quarterback gave up two, and then your yeah. defense gave up the rest of them. That's right. Yeah, yeah now maybe... a played linebacker. Yeah, right now, right? <laughs> it's a funny thing. And here's the thing. Isn't it just so sweet, dude? Like, they're talking MetLife takeover, and here's the truth of it. For the last few years, the reason that MetLife takeover is so big right now is because they've had a couple years that it was a good time. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to travel 1,800 miles to have a bad time. No oh. one. And mm -hmm. for the last couple years... You know, Miami fans who are fair weather in the first place. Don't forget, I lived in Miami for 15 years, guys, or right there. I went to every Jets game there. I have tons and tons of Miami Dolphins friends. They're fair weather at best, most of them. The reason that MetLife takeover is so big is because it looks like a good time. We had 1,400, I think, were part of the MetLife takeover, something like that. That means... 1,400 miserable bastards had to travel 1,800 miles back to the shithole that is Florida. So take that <laughs> MetLife takeover. I love it. And next year, it'll be 600, especially when we beat them in Miami the last game of the week because they just flat out can't beat us. And then we'll see what happens then. But you'll see. Next year, it'll be half as much because Miami Dolphin fans – don't want to do it because they're in it for the long haul. They want it because they're in it for the good time. Trust me. Boys and girls, we have a poll question in the live chat if you want to answer it. Favorite moment from the Dolphins game? Greenby and Matt, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I put four uh, items in there. Brees Hall goes off. Quinn and Williams, stiff arms, Tyreek Hill, sauce Gets his first interception and gets the safety at the beginning of the game, even though he doesn't really get credit for the safety because it's technically a penalty and Teddy Bridgewater just got it, but I'm counting it anyway. AVT plays his fourth position, which, by the way, I pulled up some pro football focus scores so we can look at those in, in just a minute, but Elijah Vera Tucker right now is the 10th ranked tackle out of 75 qualified tackles in the NFL, and that counts left and right tackles together. All right. Take two. Optimum. You suck. <laughs> Absolutely terrible that internet. was me last week uh, they were on my bad side last week so i am hashtag hashtag team fuck optimum right now too so we can team up on that one dude i'm very very upset with optimum right now all right so we're back and better than ever i got i saw a super chat pop in so i want to get to those before we uh i can't show them on screen because it was from the last stream but 
Uh, Brian Bogan says, we beat the 21 AFC champs with a practice squad quarterback. Talking about Mike White beating the uh, the Bengals. And then Pooch Guy comes in and says, just want to bring to light that there were a few times it was Huff, Lawson, Quinnen, and John Franklin Myers. And those seem to get the most pressures uh, that should be our first four every game. I actually do yep. have this stat pulled up, so I'll throw this up real quick. Uh, I was going to get to this just a little bit later. But with Quinnen, Lawson, and Huff on the field at the same time through two games, the Jets have 19 snaps with those three, 15 pressures, six quarterback hits, and three sacks. This defensive line, when they have their best players playing, is pretty damn impressive. Matt, how you feeling about the D-line? Uh, very, very good. I think Carl Lawson's been like downright phenomenal the last three weeks and arguably had the best game I've ever seen a Jets pass rusher have this past week against the Dolphins. Had the strip sack seven or eight hits on the quarterback. He was all over the field. Quinnen, another sack. Like You could just pencil him in for his weekly sack at this point with Quinnen Williams. JFM's the unsung hero of the unit. He does the dirty work and comes up big for this team. And Huff is just so effective. He might be the most underrated player in football. He, whenever he is on the field, good things happen. I, I love this unit right now. They're performing really, really well. Greenbean, how are you feeling about the D-line? Yeah, well, look, I, I, I think <clears throat> that the, the commenter has a great point, right? Like that should be our starting D line. Now I would make the case that maybe Jermaine Johnson and Huff should do a 50, 50 kind of thing or something mm -hmm. like that. But, but that all aside, dude, it makes so much sense. Now look, if Jeff Ulbrich just has to get hit in the head 15 times before it sinks in good. I'm glad we're already on week five and maybe it's starting to sink in, but like the, the, the mix of like, you know, uh jfm on the end solomon thomas nathan shepherd it's like it doesn't make sense now I, again you got to bring somebody in so somebody can get a rest a couple plays that's fine but you can see the difference when bryce huss on the field with carl lawson michael clemens is good coming in off the bench um but yeah man the difference between quinnan williams and nathan shepherd or solomon thomas is is so stark it's like we can't even have the conversation that Nathan Shepard has any value with, you know, yes, use the run. Dude, he does nothing against the run. Nathan Shepard gets blown off the ball, pushed around. He, he's, I, I mean, there, there was one play he was on the field. We were streaming. We chose to watch him. He literally went in. They, like, let him go in. He fell on his face, and they sat on him. That was his contribution to, like, the play we were watching. Like, look, let's watch Nathan Shepard. So, anyway, I think – there's a lot of potential on this line, and a lot of it's young, right? Like, Bryce Huff is still young, man. Don't forget, he was an undrafted free agent. He's, what, year three? He was injured a lot last year. Like, he uh, has a lot of upside still. Jermaine Johnson, then you got Quinnen's 25, I think he is, and he's really just kind of coming into his own. We might be seeing the beginning of what they could become, and I think the more playing time that they get, like you, the stat that you put up there, Ryan, it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, you look, it's like, I mean, that's unbelievable numbers. And then I, I saw Matt O'Leary's uh, video earlier. I mean, Carl Lawson, he, he's like second in the league with quarterback hits and, and the sacks. And, and it's like, and he didn't even do anything the first two games. Like, this is three games pretty much for him, you know? Uh, and he's just coming out of the box here. So I think, 
You know, once we get these guys like really rolling, it could be devastating. I think I'm excited about these guys. Carl Lawson pass rush win rate by week. Week one, six percent. Week two, zero percent. Week three, twenty-seven percent. Week four, twenty-one percent. Week five, forty-seven percent. The average for an edge rusher is sixteen to seventeen percent. So he has been well above average the last three weeks yeah. and incredibly dominant this past week. Yeah, absolutely and Jets, awesome. And Jets Forever said what I was going to say in the chat, and he gets held almost every single play. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. held. Finally, we saw it called. You know, yeah, but I mean, the the offensive tackle, the left tackle, it always looks the same. Like their arm is wrapped around his neck. You mm. just look, it's, it's the same. Dude, they can't stop him. And that's an amazing thing. I mean, I, even if that, you know, look, if he, if he draws three or four holding penalties a game, that's just as good. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, um, you know, we were a little disappointed weeks one and two, I think. And I'm, you know, I'm among that group who is disappointed. But I think it looks like they're starting to gel a little bit. Carl Lawson, man, uh, man, I just, if he keeps going like this, it's going to be fun. Uh, Pat Dunn drops in with his member super chat, says AVT is team MVP at this point. I've never seen yeah. a player be so versatile. For those of you that didn't catch it before, Elijah Vera Tucker currently ranks 10th of 75 tackles in the NFL. Uh, that's counting left tackles and right tackles. The guy's played just two games at that position in his NFL career, so he's been absolutely awesome right there. Uh, Spectre Gaming says, Jets take out of the next three. Jets take out of the next three. Take two of the next three. I think that's uh, autocorrect. Take two of the next three. I think they can make the wild card. Is it true as it stands right now, if the season ended, we're in a wild card spot? Yeah. The number five spot, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Watch out. Jets are coming. Love it. Sorless comes in, says, Miami told, uh, Miami fans told Buffalo fans to yeah, not use injuries right. as an excuse that's for right. their loss. Now that's all I see Miami fans using as an excuse for their loss to us. 100%. And look, I think there's absolutely merit to having a third string quarterback playing against us and having him perform, uh, perform poorly. 100% understand that. But the Jets hung 40 on your fucking defense, so sit the fuck down. <laughs> I'm yeah. done with this. <laughs> so done with that. <laughs> That's Greg, right. You got any thoughts Preach. on this friggin', uh, you know, injury well, issues with Miami? Well, number one, uh, uh, what is that? Sorla? Yeah, so he's right. Or she, for that matter. Sorless is right. Uh, that's exactly what they, we heard that. There was that whole big debate when they played. Now, right on the heels of that, a little bit later, now they're doing the same thing. Dude, here's the truth of it. They started the game with their second string quarterback. It was our defensive play call and the effective, um, you know, uh, employment of said play call by our rookie cornerback that took their second string quarterback out of the game. That that was part of the game. That counts. That we did that. That was two points. And then they punted it. Barrios ran skiddly ding dang down to the 50. And I think we got three points out of that. That was us. We did that. We made Skylar Jenkins have to come back on the field. That's what we did. Skyler. Skylar Thompson. <laughs> I know who it is. I know his name. Yeah, he called Jenkins. Skylar Johnson. That's all right. That's Skyler right. Johnson. I like the other one. Was it Skyler Mick? You were calling yeah. Skyler Mick something. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it just rolls Loser. out. Loser. McGoogle again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And like you said, dude, the defense, like, you know, I mean, look, their best offense was penalties. Some of them were, mm -hmm. you know, good. Other ones were questionable. Uh, so there was a lot of bullshit and stuff like that on both ends. But the truth is, is that we're supposed to beat their third string quarterback. The Jets of, of mm -hmm. the past two or three years don't do it. Skyler comes in and he's a hero, just like Pickett the week before. He comes in. That, that's why Tomlin did that. Bring mm. this is the game that bring them in in the second half. The Jets make heroes out of guys coming in like that. Well, we stopped him and we stopped this guy, and that's what we're supposed to do. That's why we're happy because it's a change from what we've been watching the last bunch of years. This is different. That's why we're happy. Not because this game means we're going to the Super Bowl. It's because clearly something's different. And not for nothing, how about all these fourth-quarter goodies we've been getting? Are mm -hmm. we a fourth-quarter team? Can you imagine having a fourth-quarter team? Oh, my God. I don't I, think I have the stats here. I don't think I retweeted it. Oh, man, I should have. Uh, it was like Zach Wilson through the last five games. It was like a 76% completion percentage. Oh. And, like, do you have those oh, there, I have Matt? That. I, could, I could find that in a second. It's his last five quarters. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Sorless has a great avatar right now. It's Tyree Kill getting bodied on the ground. Love it. You want I have it? it right now? Yeah, throw it up. What are we uh what was the stats? Okay, so Zach it's uh Zach Rosenblatt, who is the latest Jets beat reporter for the Athletic, says Zach Wilson his last five quarters, 72-7 completion percentage, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, zero turnovers, led eight scoring drives. Wild. Absolutely. I'll wild. take it. 100%. Yeah, take that. Yep. James Conka, thank you for becoming the newest member of the Frequent Flyer portion Woo! of the channel. Make sure you drop some JETS in the chat for this Victory Tuesday that we got going on. Uh, let's see. I do want to touch on before I see some a bunch of super chats coming in, guys. We're going to get to it. I see John Harrington, Matthew, Brian. You guys are the next three up, and then we'll work down the list. Uh, but we just touched on Zach, so I want to bring this up right now. Zach went 66%, 210 yards, and a touchdown this past weekend. And this is a weird stat, and I don't, I don't know the official, official stats on it, but last year, Zach Wilson had some crazy amount of receptions ending on the one-yard line. This week, the oh. Zach Wilson had two more. Brees Hall could have had three touchdowns on the day, and Zach Wilson could have yeah. had three touchdowns on the day but his receptions ended on the one-yard line. That, like, doesn't happen with that much frequency, but it seems to happen to Zach all the damn time. Yeah, Reading your thoughts. that's crazy. That's really interesting because, right, remember we did that at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Like, so his numbers are kind of skewed, you know? But mm -hmm. think about this. Isn't it, isn't it high time that when they look at the numbers, like the box score, they go, he does 14 for 21 for 210 yards, zero touchdowns. It's like, no, 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 he ran a touchdown in. Isn't it high time that a quarterback running a touchdown in actually counts for a quarterback getting a touchdown? What the fuck mm -hmm, is this? Sure. Why don't we do that? I don't it's understand. totally weird. Totally Somebody weird. If it's Lamar, to they'll me. throw it up there all damn day. <laughs> but <laughs> Zach Wilson, no, sorry, we're not, we're not throwing the rushing touchdown up there. Yeah, Matt, what your is thoughts it? On Zach? I mean, he, yeah, oh, he I'm does sorry, that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just yelling. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Yeah, I, I thought it was really like... <laughs> This is not going to go down in history as like a elite level Zach day, but I thought he was extremely effective 
He was mm-hmm. he completed what sixty six percent of his passes. By the way, twenty one passing attempts, two hundred ten yards. That's ten yards per attempt. His A dot was over ten. Like all the the little things, he was doing well, and he didn't turn the ball over. There were no throws where he said, "Oh my god, they were lucky that one wasn't picked off." He, he was fine. Right. He, he he played what the defense gave him. They ran the ball down their throat, and that was it. And not for nothing, and I'm not someone to really like bitch and moan at the refs, but could you please call some consistency on these pass interferences? Sauce and Reed, I think it was Sauce and Carter or Sauce, Reed and Carter, like all three of them I think had some sort of pass interference called against them. But then there's that play to Conklin where Zach points and bombs the ball and the dude doesn't even turn around, hits the back of the Dolphins dude's helmet. It's like, okay, no flag there. The fourth and two uh, to Corey Davis, he's getting mugged. He winds up not getting a call either, but I have a issue with the third down call just before that. I hate running out of shotguns. Ugh, that gets me mad. But, but the, I know. The Empty inter- backfield. Ugh. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Why does he do that? Makes no sense to me. I don't Zero like it. Zero sense. Uh, let's see. We got ooh, Thomas Cahill and Dylan Grace. Thank you so much for becoming the newest members of the economy class. Boys and girls, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. Uh, I got to come up with some new emojis. I should have done like a squish the fish emoji. I didn't do that. Ooh, that would have been good. That would have been fun. Uh, John Harrington says, guys, Tyreek always puts up numbers, even with some random reporter. Guess not when the Jets D is involved. Yeah, did you guys see that interview with Tyreek Hill? And he's just like, oh, dude, I I could put up numbers. They were saying, you put up numbers with uh, Alex Smith. I could put up numbers with you. And it's like, all right, dude. Now third string quarterback, not against this defense, 47 yards. Cheetah got put back in the zoo. That's right, 47 yards, yo. Mm -hmm. That's what you did, big old nothing. Waddle had 23. I think uh, Tyreek Hill had 13 yards rushing. and Dude, we Mm. stopped him. And listen, not for nothing, like, you got to give it, right? Mostert had himself a day, right? He was, Mm -hmm. but that's what the Jets did, dude. You could see it. Like, we took Waddle and Hill out of the game. Now, Mostert, they said, look, he's going to get what he gets, but we'd rather mm-hmm. live and die by that choice. Dude, Tyreek Hill, they tried to get him involved. They they were trying to give him the game. We took it. We took mm-hmm. it from him. 47 yards in the air, 13 yards on the ground. I believe that's his lowest totals, or he may have had a 30 one week as well. But either way, it's among his worst in a long time, and I'll take it, man. Matt, how'd you feel about Tyreek getting caged? Yeah, I mean, he was really the only time that I thought he was effective was when he was drawing those pass interferences, which were um, Mm -hmm. a little ticky-tacky. He did have the one nice play where he kind of stole the interception from DJ Reed, but pretty quiet day. I I completely forgot, like, Jalen Waddell played in this game. I forgot. You would have had to Mm -hmm. remind me uh, because I I did not remember until I looked at the box score before recording Just Jets earlier. Um, he also did basically nothing. And uh, Tyreek talked a lot of shit before uh, the year about the Jets and Quinnen threw him to the ground. And that was very nice. Oh, oh it, that's easily you know, my came, favorite play <laughs> that Quinnen's ever too. made. It's like, just like I, it, a lot of good plays, but that's a that's a fun one. That's what I voted for. I voted for it last too. night, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, look, and it, and it came out that the Jets, they were bothered by those comments. Like, you mm-hmm. know, look, nothing gets out. We don't we don't bitch and moan in the press or anything like that. But it, it turns out that a lot of Jets didn't like that shit. And so when they, when it came time to play him, they were focused on shutting him down, man. They wanted to shut his mouth. And when Quinnen, wait, who said it? Michael Carter? He said when Quinnen had the ball in his hand, he became a different person. Or he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> something like, I forget exactly how he said it, but it was funny. 
Uh, yeah, dude, Quinn, and he doesn't get the ball in his hands very often. That's only his second uh, fumble recovery in in his whole career, including college. So, uh, and this was the first one I think he actually got to pick up and run. He he was, oh, and the fact that it was Tariq Hill, he was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. The, the, the you, memes Jesus. online. The, uh, the the Quinn and Williams left arm is known as the IRS <laughs> coming oh, for the, the state taxes. Oh, That's oh, great. Yeah. So, so good. That's great. Matthew comes in the Super Chat says, MetLife was great. The fans that aren't as delusional as me that will never stop going are starting to come back. They are a part of this change as well. Home field advantage is on its way back, Jets fans. Yo, we have Ooh. not had a true home field advantage in like a decade like maybe late 2015 when we were almost on that run to try and make a wild card yep. but literally other teams will book tickets to come to MetLife knowing they can come to New York City knowing they can come to the area and they're probably gonna probably gonna see a win the Jets have been bad for the majority of this last 10-year stretch so to get some victories here let's make it so that way Jet fans don't want to sell their season tickets to opposing fans let's make it so other teams don't want to come out and see a loss like Green Bean was saying earlier I don't want opposing teams fans in our stadium. That needs to be a home field advantage for us. And I think with this team, by the end of the year, you're going to see that in full force. Uh, Brian comes in. Brian says, thoughts on Brady roughing penalty. So, yeah, let's talk about this. <gasps> the, the Tom oh, Brady soft. roughing the passer and the uh, Patrick Mahomes, or no, uh, Derek Carr roughing the passer. The two back-to-back -back, uh, nights. So the Tom Brady play was really weird because he just got tackled and like thrown Dude. off to the side like not like not a bad uh you know penalty by any we've been seeing that for 20 friggin years like that doesn't yeah. surprise any jet fan in this chat right now yeah. that that's what brady's preferential treatment was getting wow. and then last night the raiders chiefs game friggin was it uh jones comes up and mugs Carr gets the ball away from him, has the ball in his arms, and lands on top of Carr, and they call it roughing the passer because he fell with his weight on him, even though Jones was in possession of the football. Crazy. What do you think yeah. about the NFL's roughing the passer calls this year so far, Matt? Um, inconsistent. I, I I think it's been very inconsistent. The the penalties just in general, but. They are obviously very scared of what happened with uh, Tua, but the issue was not the penalties being called or not being called. It was what happened with uh, him being put back in this game. So I I just think like it's become so ticky-tacky. They might as well just put a flag on the quarterback mm -hmm. or a red jersey, and you have to two-hand touch him for him to go down because it's not football. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, it right. Really I'd is. almost prefer that at this point. At least it's like, you know, a quick done. You don't have to worry about it. So it's like eliminating like kickoffs. <laughs> I almost feel the same way. Yeah. You're, you're, you're taking it out of the game at this point. Greenbean, how are you feeling about these rough in the passer calls? Well, just like you said, I mean, look, the, the, here's the whole NFL bitching about it finally. But like, just like was said, you know, we've been watching that for years. Don't forget, in addition to that, his offensive linemen are allowed to hold more. But what really bothered me about it was the fact that he told the ref to throw it mm -hmm. and he threw it like that's the thing it, it wasn't like the ref threw it like he stood up bitch and didn't he like make a kick he like tried to kick he tried to kick him in the Dude, nuts yeah, yeah what the fuck is that and that's like when so when you see the penalty you almost think it's for that and it's like nope and that was a mild thing i think it's i mean look dude 
Shady Tom Brady is involved in so much that whenever there's a scandal going on, Tom Brady's a part of it. And for some reason, like even just recently, the Miami Dolphins got penalized. They lost a draft pick. Uh, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Flores thing. Everybody's in trouble except for Tom Brady. And then when the Miami Dolphins are going to play the Bucks in the preseason, Tom Brady, they say, hey, why don't you just take a little vacation? And then we'll, we'll just so you don't have to answer these questions, we'll let it all cool down. He was gone for like 10 days. Like, why do they do this? Is fucking 50 years of this guy not enough? Like, can we, can, can we at least let him actually, you know, be held to the same standards ever, you know, as everybody else? It's real bullshit. And I would, I wish the entire NFL fan base would join together and be livid about this and let the NFL know we're done. But, dude, they clearly give him preferential treatment. Again, he tried to kick a guy in the nuts, didn't get called. The guy sacked him mildly. He told the ref to throw the damn flag, and he did. And that is crazy to me. NY Jets 24 drops in with Super Chat, says, Gentlemen, great show. Always watching your podcast. Where does Joe Douglas go from here? Does he trade Mims at the trade deadline, try to get more picks? I would consider moving Mims to Green Bay after we play them. Um, They are hurting for wide receivers right now, but at the same time, he's not costing you a lot to hold on to him. So like in the situation where Corey Davis or one of Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson goes down, you have a guy that's talented enough to step right in. So I don't know if the draft pick we're going to get back correlates to a more successful season with losing Mims, but if we can get like a third or a high, I, I don't know if I'd do it for a fourth. I think a third would make me do it in season, maybe a fourth after the season if we decide we're holding on to Corey Davis long-term. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think, Matt? You think you trade Denzel Mims? Denzel Mims is the last thing on my mind right now. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly, like, all respect to NY Jets 24, they're three and two. They've won two games in a row. Zach Wilson looked good. Brees Hall's looked amazing. All these young guys have looked good. Like, uh, why even waste breath on Denzel Mims, who hasn't played a single snap? And like, I like I like Mims. I know they're gonna have the Jets forever in the world. And you know, you know, feed Mims. Like, dude, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. They're winning football games. He's not playing. Like, I don't. I really don't care what what they do with him right now. I I, I don't. That's the la- Denzel Mims. The last thing on my mind right now. Green Bean, any thoughts on Mims? I think about Denzel Mims constantly. I don't know what this Matt is out of his. How do you not think about Denzel Mims? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know. I'm sorry, Green. Fuck you, man. Uh, you know, but look, that aside, you know, right? Like we're three and two. We got just like you said, Ryan. Denzel Mims costs about fifty-five cents to to yeah. to sit there now. <laughs> so he's like, I mean, he's a he's a non-issue contractually. In, I mean, look, we just happen to be not experiencing the number of injuries that we usually do. I'm going to knock on wood because I'm afraid of this shit. But Denzel Mims coming in if Corey Davis goes down or whatever, it's not a bad situation to be in, man. Rather than seeing, you know, uh, who, I mean, uh, Irv, what, what's the guy's name? Um, the guy from uh, the small school, or Irv something. He's on our practice squad right now. Irv Charles. Like rather than seeing Irv Charles get bumped up, you know, it's like, I, I think like, just like Ryan said, if somebody says, if Green Bay says, hey, we'll give you a third and you're clearly not going to use them, okay, you entertain that. If not, 
and they're and they prefer Jeff Smith. Just let him sit there. And if somebody gets hurt, you have that guy coming in as opposed to a, the likes of Irv Charles or signing Dante Moncrief off of the goddamn <laughs> you know, street. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we've seen this before. How about we just keep the, the storeroom stocked? You know what I mean? It's already stocked. No reason to throw out the grains. 100%. It doesn't mean anything. Just keep him where he is. Who, who cares? Right. That's what I'm saying. But Brian drops in. We beat the 21 AFC champs of the practice squad quarterback. Yes, Brian, we absolutely did. C. Thompson, uh, thank you for the $10 super chat. I'm going to scroll down to your second $10 super chat because I did see that one pop up. And then we'll go back up to, uh, I believe Edward Ziff is next. But let me just find this real fast. All right. C says, a dynasty is becoming born before your eyes. I am still nine and eight. Uh, I'm still at nine and eight. Who knows? Dare to dream. Yeah, look, Jet fans are starting to get excited. If the Jets can beat Green Bay in Green Bay, then you start looking ahead a little bit. And you want to take, I, I keep preaching one game at a time. Don't get too far ahead. But I am absolutely keeping an eye just a little bit further ahead. It's like, okay, well, we could beat Green Bay. Denver looks like dog shit. The Patriots don't look like world beaters. Then you like, let's say you lose to Buffalo. You're now, what is that? Six and two at the bye. Is that right? Or am I missing a game in there? I might be missing a game in there. And then, you know, then you got the Lions. You've got the Bears. You've got the Jaguars. You got the Dolphins again. You got the Patriots again. Like there's some games in there that if the Jets start clicking and Zach Wilson starts having like a 300 yard game here and there and Brees Hall is going off, this is absolutely a team that could shock a lot of other teams. And I think there's a lot of teams out there right now that do not want to play the Jets as it stands right now. Matt, your thoughts on the Jets and where they could possibly be by the end of the season. Yeah, the next three games are really key. I think we're going to find out what this Jets team is. If they are uh, a team that looks like they're going to actually be competitive, then they should come out of this spot two and one. But if it's really going to be the quote-unquote same old Jets, then they probably struggled during this stretch. It's three teams that are beatable. I'm not saying, you know, you got to win all the games. That's probably unrealistic to say they got to win three games in a row right now after, you know, winning the last two. But go go two and three over this stretch, and I'd be happy. Green Bean, what are your thoughts on where the Jets could possibly be by the end of the season? The season? Or like... Uh, could be the well, next let's few just, games, but just like yeah. total win-wise. Like, how are you feeling record-wise? Well, you know, it's funny. Jake Jake put out a show, right? Like, do the expectations change for the Jets now that they've beaten Miami or won two in a row? For me, no. Like, maybe I didn't think we were going to beat, you know, um, one, you know, the Steelers and I thought we'd beat the Ravens. Like, whatever it is, um, I think like this is right along the lines of what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a competitive team. That's why the first two weeks were so, or the first week really was so incredibly disappointing, it, especially with all of us there in the rain and everything. Mm -hmm. But it was like watching a team, it looked very reminiscent of last year. And then the Bengals game, kind of the same thing. We were disappointed because we wanted, we wanted to just be a competitive team. And then when you're competitive, you can actually pull out some of those games. And that's what we want. My expectations are seven to nine wins. Now, if they get on a run and they go more than that, hooray. I mean, I'm House all money, about, right? I would, <laughs> yeah. I would love nothing more than to watch us be 15 and two. Go right to the Super Bowl. Like, we're the team. Jets, Giants, Super Bowl. Like, I would love it, right? Love, love, love. 
That said, my expectations don't change because this is what I wanted to see. I want to see a competitive team that plays to the whistle, 60 minutes of football, are in every game. Like, that's what I want to see, and that's what we're starting to see, and the team is starting to believe. Like, that that comment by Brees Hall, and he started to pull back from it. He kind of caught himself, but he said there was a moment when him and someone else were on the sideline. I think it's Michael Carter, but he didn't say that. And they took a second and said, damn, man, we're good. Like, mm-hmm. we're looking around at the roster. If, if that team clicks, like, really starts clicking and believing – do we have enough talent to do a lot and to beat almost anybody, man? Like, that's the thing. And when you look at teams like Green Bay, who still has Aaron Rodgers, and they they got some nice receivers, Romeo Dubs. I like Romeo Dubs. I, I like I like Cobb. Um, but they're not world beaters. You know what I mean? Like, we could potentially steal a win up there. And then Denver, who we all thought was going to be a juggernaut, they look like shit. So maybe, just maybe we can hang with these teams and start to beat a few of them. If we can come out like before the bye, if we could win, um, well, let's see, there, there's nine, what is it, nine games? So five, uh, if we win, if we come out two and two, you know, after uh, before the bye, I'm psyched. If we can do three, like, holy cow. What I don't want to see is the team come out flat because we're all psyched like two in a row was good enough for us. Like, and, you know, I don't want to see that shit. I want to see this continue. I want to believe that these coaches are not going to be streaky and spotty and up and down. I want to see continued competitiveness. And uh, my expectations still remain seven to nine wins with hopes of of more. <clears throat> Edward Ziff drops in, says two of Zach's touchdowns stopped at the one yard line. Yes, we were talking about that earlier. He has a lot of receptions over the last two years that have ended on the one yard line, like really weird, goofy situations. So that that does factor into his stat line. Like the box score doesn't always tell the full story. That's why you got to watch the games 100%. Michael Yee drops in, says when the Jets win in the trenches, they compete. Yes, offensive line. This was our best offensive line showing by far in my opinion, for this season. Greenbean, what were your thoughts on AVT playing on the right-hand side, getting Dwayne Brown back on the left-hand side, just having a uh-huh. stout offensive line in general? Yeah, I mean, come on. With AVT, bro, I mean, seriously. I mean, the guy is everything that you hope to get in players. Players that are willing to take one for the team, are willing to move around. Like, this era is like if you move a guy – from you know uh, like like middle linebacker to weak side like all of a sudden that's the reason he sucks like i i don't like that like i come from an era when guys were able to play football and avt and it's he's just a he's a callback to that and look what he's doing man he dominated that left tackle he they move him over the right tackle even though we talked about the very realistic possibility that i still didn't believe they'd do it i mean three Mm -hmm. positions in three weeks I was like, nah, they're not going to. That's pushing it with this guy. And they did it, and he played just as good over there. I What, he had like, I think he gave three pressures or something like that? I, I forget. I, I looked at it. Um, I don't even know dude, if it was that. I, it was like insanely good, if I remember seeing the tweet correctly. Before. I think, yeah, one of them, he gave three pressures. But, uh, but yeah, either way, I mean, it's like, it's incredible, man. You look at the guy. The only thing he hasn't played on our team in two years is center. And that's just amazing. I mean, I think uh, I'm just, 
I, I, I hope that the whole team and the whole offensive line is inspired by him. Like, yeah, man, if the team needs something, we do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when a kicker, or, you know, like yeah, the punter uh, comes Fee- in and kicks field goals or something. Yeah, right. Like, it's like, yeah, man, it's like that could be a death knell. Like a guy comes in and sucks at another, you know, at another position. People get mad at him. He sucks. Fucking caught him. Like, that's the way it goes. And they're taking a risk. Like if AVT sucked at right tackle, you know, there's there's going to be some sort of backlash. Like, oh, we knew it wouldn't last. He's oh, blah, blah, blah. He's limited, whatever it is. But it's like he took the risk. Three different positions in three weeks. He dominated at all of them. And I just, again, I couldn't be happier that he's ours. And I think he's he he's still on the ascend, man. If, when, when, when that guy gets to play one position for a few years, he's going to be amazing, in my opinion. Guys, we have over 650 people in this live stream right now. Make sure you drop a like if you're enjoying the stream. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway that we're going to do at the end of this stream. And if you're watching the stream after the fact, all you got to do is leave a comment down below and get yourself entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Indy Colt comes in and says, Sauce is Revis Plus as a rookie. Agree? So here's a stat for you from Pro Football Focus. Sauce Gardner allowed a 34.2 passer rating in coverage this past week. That is less than if the quarterback threw an incompletion on every target. This kid is 100% better than Revis rookie year. No questions asked right now. Now, I don't know if Sauce is going to have the career that Revis wound up having. He was an all-time great. But the the, 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 trend is going up. This kid's going to be really friggin' good. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on how Sauce is playing this year. Uh, excellent. I am very ap- um, what's the word? Apprehensive. Yeah, to to put yeah. Sauce and Darrell Revis in the same conversation in like the same sentence because like Darrell Revis is the best corner of all time, uh, and I love Sauce Gardner. He's been phenomenal. You can't ask for any better. And you're right, a rookie version of Sauce Gardner probably better than what we saw from rookie Darrell Revis, but. For his career, Darrell Revis is the, is the best best corner of all time. Uh, but yes, beyond thrilled with what we saw from Sauce. AbLab drops in with a super chat, says, I'd love to see Quinnen in our goal line offense, similar to William Perry, love you guys, hashtag gang. Yeah, I would love to see like some of that Sheldon Richardson, like throw him on like as fullback or <laughs> as an yeah, extra yeah. blocker. Like he's someone that just wants to dominate the person in front of him. And like... I almost don't understand why in those goal line situations you don't see that more frequently because there's some really strong defensive linemen that know how to get through another person on the defensive uh, side of the ball. Greenbean, you want to see some uh, Quinn in love on the goal line? Yeah, that's, I know. That's fun, AbLab. I think that's a really fun idea, especially after we just watched him absolutely throat slam uh, Tariq Hill. I I'd be down for it, uh, but I I gotta be honest. I do get nervous, like for stuff like that, like like injury and all, all that stuff. But that said, I mean, look, if Quinnen was game and he's like, just give me the ball, man, or like you know, let me lead block for Brees, I think mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. You know, that's what t- teams that do that are having fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they believe and they're exploring. And and we haven't been that team in a long time. And I'd love to see that stuff actually. Edward Ziff comes in and says, Matt, Ryan, Bean, go to Pat's game on Halloween Eve. So I have not made an official determination yet, but I am pretty sure that I'm going to be going to that game. Um, like 
90% sure. That's as, as close as I can be. And it's going to be damn near 100% sure if the Jets can wind up getting a win one, maybe two of these next two weeks. Going to be really, really exciting. Uh, Brandon Frey drops in, says, I think that's supposed to say Michael Carter II had perfect coverage. Those refs were awful. Yes, I think uh, there was a little bit of inconsistency in the the flags they were throwing. Uh, he also comes in and says, has AVT ever had a penalty called on him? Um, I don't believe yes. so. Nope. He has. Ever? Let's in, see. In, not as a jet. I just, I double-checked it. He hasn't had one. Really? I thought I, I was just looking him up. I thought it said he did. Wait, hold on. I trust you. Don't, don't get me wrong over here. Uh, 2021, hey, yes, he it. has. He had okay. five total. He had three holdings None and this false year? starts. None this year. Really? Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Yeah. All right. Um, but hey, that's pretty damn good, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? None this year. Three different positions. He didn't need to wrap his his uh, forearm around a defensive end's neck like Carl Lawson gets every play. He hasn't needed to do that once yet. Amazing. Pro football uh, references page is a little confusing. I was misled. That's the hand. There up. you go. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me every day. Yeah. It's all good. I read it wrong. Uh, let's see. Where was the next one? Andrigo comes in and says, our D-line slash pass rush is coming to life. Lawson is a punisher with the pressures and QB hits. Quinnen is playing his best football. Top three defensive tackle. Bryce Huff graded in the 90s. Pro football focus. Big kudos to Jeff Ulbrich. Uh, so for reference, Quinnen Williams right now of... 121 defensive linemen. Uh, he ranks sixth with an 88.8 pro football focus grade. His pass rush grade is a 90.1. This dude is going to get the bag at the end of this season. Matt, I know you put out a video about Quinn and how you feeling right now. He's lived up to every expectation that I had for him this year. It was a huge year in his fourth year in the league. Um, he needs, uh, he's looking for an extension. And he's putting his play uh, up to par with what you need to see uh, in order to, you know, give him that 15 plus million dollar a year contract. Um, he's he's a very, very good player. He's on the stat sheet every single week. He's involved. He's very good in the run game. It's been great. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Quinn and Williams this year? Yeah, I mean, I predicted, I boasted, eh, half in jest because, uh, you know, everybody ta attacked me. I said, Quinnen's going to get 14 sacks this year. And what I mean by that, <clears throat> just like Matt said, I have high expectations for this year. It's a, it's a contract year. Uh, he's been getting better every year. Like, he has incrementally improved every single year. And I think this is the year that he's, you know, our expectations were this was the year he's going to kind of settle into who he is and who he's supposed to be. And I think we're seeing that, man. I, I was happy to see his percentage of snaps go up a little bit. This, I mean, I think this is the first time he broke 70%, uh, which is nice. I still think he should be in the, in the high 80s, 90s, um, but maybe we'll get there. And uh, I think that if he was on the field more, I don't think he, I, I just think he would make those plays even more. Imagine if he was getting yeah. Aaron Donald snaps. I mean, we're seeing this with 65% of the snaps. 
So I think um, hopefully it should still go up by the end of the season. He's he's a 90% guy. Fuck Nathan Shepard already. You know, Quinn is just as strong in the run game as Nathan Shepard ever was. And that's what I think should happen. Uh, but yeah, man, I love Quinnen, and I'm really hoping no matter what the damn contract demand is, that when he gets paid, it's us. I mm-hmm. want him. The one Mike McCagnin draft pick that meant something, we got to keep him. This guy. Dude, I'm sick and tired of seeing contending teams find way to pay superstars massive contracts, and we just don't have enough money in the piggy bank to be able to pay guys. Quinn and Williams, if we don't find a way to sign guys that are homegrown talents, that is a failure by the New York Jets. Joe Douglas is absolutely going to get this deal done. Quinn and Williams will be a lifetime Jet. Daniel Faust comes in, says, huge odds on Super Bowl. Wow, I wonder what the Jets' odds are right now. I can't imagine it's... Like, <laughs> very good still, but eh, throw 10 bucks on it. See what happens. Why not? Uh, Reek and Devil drops in the Super Chat. Nothing attached to it, but I do see your $10 one down there, so let me get to that, and then I'll get back to uh, Joe S. and Matthew Lakers. Uh, Reekin drops in and says, I like our chances against the Packers a lot. We match up well against them. They are 22nd in defending against the run and have only averaged 17 points per game this season. Great job, fellows. Um, yes. So I have some stats right here for our offense. Guess what? We are 11th in points scored. We are 12th in yardage gained. We are actually so close to top 10 on defense. We stand at 18th in points against and 10th in yardage allowed. I'm pretty sure DVOA has us somewhere around 18 or 20. And that was after two weeks ago, I think we were at 32, so the Jets are screaming up rankings across the way. Even, was it ESPN or NFL.com released the the rankings of the teams, and I think the Jets are up to, like, at least 18 right now. I saw 12 somewhere. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that, I thought that was Yahoo, though. No, did I have that wrong? Uh, It was. Yahoo Power Rankings. Pro Football Talk. Pro Football Talk. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Pro Football Focus, yeah. Pro Football Reference, Pro Football Talk, Pro Football Friends. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about our Jets green bean and the the rankings where these guys are kind of, you know, starting to fall? This is better than I think uh, Jet fans would have expected. You know what? Let me let me say, number one, I'm very happy. It's about time. Like, this is what we want to see. But I want to flip that to something, if I may. Sure. We have two guys, two rookies up for rookie of the week, right? We need to decide who it is because we'll end up losing. If we're a house divided, somebody else is just going to win it because they're all, you know, everybody's behind the one guy. We need to make our decision as a collective, in my opinion, and we need to decide who it is that should win rookie of the week out of sauce and breeze. And then we got to make sure that they do win. I Ooh, love me some no. sauce. It's, I think it's sauce. I you think so? I think See? See? I feel I like you, almost I 200 it. yards and damn near three touchdowns for Brees. Like, I, I don't know how you don't pick him. I love me some sauce, like 100%. And I think sauce should win defensive rookie of the year if it ended right now. And I think Brees should win offensive rookie of the year if it ended right now. But like... Well, the case <sighs> for sauce is pretty strong too. I mean, look, he, knocked he out literally... The Started the game. First offensive snap for the Dolphins. Sauce Gardner knocks their quarterback out, causing an, a uh, 
intentional grounding that ends up with two points, which gives us the ball back, which goes to five points, you know, to a field Mm -hmm. goal, which gets us five points, gets the pick Mm -hmm. that led to Zach Wilson's dive into the end zone. So Sauce Gardner is literally responsible for 12 points. Yeah, I was going to say. Pretty good, too. A 12 point swing with uh, those two Sauce Gardner plays. Any, you know, knocked out the quarterback. It's close. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to kill you or anyone who who leans Brees Hall. Um, you have a great case there. 200 all-purpose yards, uh, touchdown, almost two other ones. He was great, um, but I, I would go Sauce. Yeah. So even and though I made the Brees case for Sauce last week, right? So, so if we want to go yes. Sauce this week, we can alternate. Yeah. We've got the voting power. We've got 720 people in this chat that can go vote on Rookie of the Week, and we can decide right now who we want. Yeah, and I let's bet we could influence it. Who do we want? We Ryan, want Sauce this week. yeah let's put up let's uh, let's do a poll no no one vote no one vote uh except for this poll and then we'll all go and we'll spam uh the nfl let's go there right now who do it together as a group as one unit ryan yeah (laughs) i love it let's see whoever winds up winning will go yeah well, that's just it. Brees won last week, so like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Sauce get it because it's a lot tougher for a corner to get Rookie of the Week, and I think yeah. Sauce has definitely uh, earned that accolade based it, on his it, play. It's funny. just because Brees had such a phenomenal game. That's the only like linchpin in this. All right, poll is in the live chat, boys and girls. Make sure you vote on that. Then we're going to go over and show the world who we think should win Rookie of the Week. What a crazy thing. I just, wow, 65 votes in one second. Let me see who's <laughs> we are, we are Seriously. off to a hot start. Wow. So I got to tell you, even though I made the case for Sauce, I'm, I'm in, I'm definitely thinking that Brees Hall did more for the game. Like you said, almost mm-hmm. three touchdowns, 100 yards in the air, 97 on the ground. Like, incredible. Incredible. I don't know. Joe but S comes in and says, Sauce hasn't played against a top-notch quarterback yet. That's the knock right now, I guess, because you're looking at Lamar Jackson in the rain. Then oh, you right. have, yeah, but you got Lamar Jackson in the rain. You got backup quarterback in Brissett. You have uh, Joe Burrow. We couldn't get any pressure on him. I think that was the best quarterback that we played so far. Then you get backup Mitch Trubisky slash rookie first-round pick Kenny Pickett. And then you go up against, uh, you know, Bridgewater for a play. And then he goes up against uh, third string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. So I can understand this thought process. And I do think that the Jets aren't going to get the respect they deserve for a while. I Like if the Jets wind up beating the Packers this week, if that does happen, it's going to be, oh, you know, the Packers don't have any playmakers right now. They just traveled from London. The Jets are, you know, they, they caught him sleeping a little bit. Then next week, oh, well, Russell Wilson isn't the quarterback he once was. And it'll keep, we'll keep kicking the can down the line. And it'll be like, oh, I'm fine with that. hundred percent fine with that. Let teams sleep on us. Let us be the underdog. I don't want to be favorited yeah, in yeah. any game this year. I want to play right. underdog the entire season. Yeah, I'm with you. I love coming up from underneath and just knocking out the. I like being Rocky Balboa, you know? <laughs> but I like. <laughs> Matthew Lakers drops in and says, I remember Rex sending Sheldon Richardson out on some goal line formations. Pretty sure he even has a rushing, rushing touchdown or two. I think he's got two or three. 
I'm pretty sure Sheldon really? Richardson. He he had a few for us. Or he was he was either blocking on those goal line plays or he got the yeah. ball. I don't remember him getting the ball. Really? Let me let me. Let oh, me he definitely did. Yeah. Sheldon see. was one of my favorite players that we had for the stretch of time that he was here. I really liked him. The um, first two years. Yeah, it was impressive. He was a talented guy. Yeah, he's got he two touchdowns in his career. One yeah, I bet he I bet run. he tried three runs, I would bet. I don't know if that if you could see carries in his overall statistics. <laughs> four. But I bet he it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, four. Four rushes? Yeah, four rushes is what I'm seeing in 2013. Two touchdowns. So, like, that shit's a little too gimmicky. Rex got very gimmicky. Uh, I don't love that. The well, Jets yeah, that's have so why many friggin' weapons. Brick wound up losing his uh, his every start because we had every we had one offensive lineman on the field for one of those trick plays, and that was right. the only play Brick ever came out for. Yep. Brutal. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know? I don't like that. Like, yeah, like, as a coach, you got to be aware of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, why am I well, doing this? Well, I think this? Brick would should have said something at that point. It's like, yo, coach, the fuck? <laughs> Put me yeah. in the center at least, right? Like, game. It's goofy. It's like yeah, dumb. But What was the play? Does anybody remember? I don't remember it. It was a weird, like, it was like just the center on the field, I think. I, it, I think it ended in like a sack. <laughs> it's like just yeah, a really probably. stupid play. <laughs> Uh, Matthew comes in and says, do any yeah. of you feel like we can make any worthy additions at the trade deadline? Do you think, uh, uh, do things change if we continue to win on this path? Uh, interested to see. So I would not add anyone else at the trade no. deadline because we don't have a whole lot of cap space. I want to see the guys we do have play. Now, if there's a situation where we lose like a linebacker or something like that, and we have an opportunity to pick up like a free agent, I'm okay with that. I don't really want to trade any assets for someone that I don't think is going to be here long-term. Um, right. I don't know. Do you, Green Bean, you want to add anyone? Is there like a position you're kind of keeping your eye on? You know what? If Quan Alexander didn't come in and look like mm-hmm. he looked, I might have said linebacker, but I'm really liking Quan Alexander's impact on the team. And don't forget, we have Jamie and Sherwood behind him. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to see us give up any assets. Who do we need? Like, real, realistically, I mean, you could you could make an argument tackles, right? But we have guys coming back. You know, mm-hmm. George Fant will be back in a couple weeks, hopefully. You got, you know, we signed um, a Boyer and Remmers and mm-hmm. I don't know who, you know, I mean, if you could give Mims for like a long-term starting right tackle, maybe, mm. you know, like that kind I, of a thing, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I would probably, if I were to move Mims, I think I'd probably look for a linebacker or a safety almost. Like, I yeah, don't, I wouldn't mind a tackle, but like I like Mitchell. Like I think Mitchell can be the guy long term at right tackle. Left yeah. tackle, who know what happens if like AVT, if they're like, hey, yo, left tackle is way more important. You've been a stud. Like we're just gonna drop you over. We're gonna put you wherever we don't find someone in the offseason. <laughs> like I think that's what's gonna wind up happening to AVT. It's fascinating. And no well, one's even thinking about like how yeah, is he yeah. gonna get in? Well, how would he get into like Pro Bowls and all pros if he's bouncing around? I mean, you know what I mean? How I, well, so how I don't do know do how that? the Pro Bowl works because they got rid of the Pro Bowl this year. So I think they might still do, do like, there's what no more do? Pro Bowl. Yeah, there's what? no more Pro Bowl. Yeah, they got rid Why? of it. Because so everybody like a skills competition. Because everybody just rolls around and laughs and doesn't play football. Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid thing. We, I don't like the Pro Bowl anyway, but I like the skills competition. Like they should do a combine. Yeah. 
Like that's what it should be. I want to see the fastest guys run the 40. I want to see the fat, like the strongest guys do the bench press. I want to oh, yeah. see like, like that's exciting to me. And at least there's a competition. Like guys aren't going to risk themselves getting hurt. Well, I mean, like I think about all the other, the, all the other all-star, like the NHL skills competition is more fun than the NHL all-star game. The NBA dunk mm -hmm. contests and those three point contests are better than the game. Uh, the home run derby I like better than the all-star like the pro bowl as a product in itself isn't good but I still think that they should have it as like the honor of like oh this yeah to a pro bowl you know well I think I think you That's could be I selected to the skills competition so that'll be your pro bowl voting the fans have a voice you've made it into here that's the accolade that kind of holds uh constant almost with like the previous however many years they've been doing the pro bowl for so I, I do agree with that I think there should be some type of fan vote to get guys into that um competition i mean i want to see justin tucker boot like a 70 yard field goal like i want to see kickers do like some trick shot field goals do you see that kick that tucker made the other day they said if the field goal post was half a yard wide he would have still made it like if it was dead center game winning field goal That's wild insane might be the best kicker of all time yeah He's gonna. Great they, I saw somebody said he's gonna walk into the Hall of Fame whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Vinatieri is definitely going to do that, and I would bet Tucker's probably not too far behind him. At one point, I would have thought uh, Rob Vanderjack would have done it because he was the most accurate kicker for a long time, and then he had that implosion. Uh, was it in the playoffs or just before the playoffs where he like pointed at the sideline and just fucking Mike, shanked a kick? Mike Vanderjack. Mike Vanderjack. I say Rob. Rob was a guy I yeah. graduated high school with. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Man. My bad. Uh, Greg Newland comes in and says, nothing like being a Jets fan. Two weeks ago, it was fire Salah. Hang old brick. <laughs> this week, we're becoming a dynasty. Gotta love it. Yo, we are Jets fans. Do you know what fan stands for? It's fanatic. We live on the, the blade's edge. We are right there. And like, no matter what happens, we're going to overreact one way. We're going to overreact the other way. The next week, it's all part of the experience, boys and girls. All part of the experience. Ablab says, my case for sauce. Ooh, sorry, I missed it. Sorry, Joe S first. Joe S says, Revis played on an island, sauce plays zone. I think sauce can play on an island. I think our yeah. defense plays all over the place. I don't think it's necessarily one versus the other. Um, I do think that Revis was a better tackler right now, but sauce is playing the better corner when you're talking rookie year, like I'm not saying sauce is going to be better than Revis right now. Like I need to see long, um, you know, shutdown streaks of him doing that. But I really, really like what we're getting from sauce. And I don't know who could possibly contend with defensive rookie of the year, like going up against him. Is there anyone that you guys have seen that might be in that wheelhouse? Not unless like uh, an edge rusher gets hot and starts racking up a bunch of sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greenbean, do you know any defensive rookies that might be like in contention right now? Because Sauce was number one on uh, Jeremiah's list yeah. for top 25 rookies. Um, no, it's only because I, I'm not looking at it that way. If I took a minute mm -hmm. and looked over everything, I, I'm, you know, it's still early too, man. You know what I mean? Guys, rookies, it takes a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and look, that's we're in game five, so there's still 12 mm -hmm. more games, 13 more weeks. So anything can happen, you know. Uh, I know Devin Lloyd, right, uh, is, is one. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be lots of guys. Uh, you know, look, I think for a cornerback, 
he's got to get some more picks. Those are the numbers, you know, maybe even a pick six kind of a thing. Those are the kinds of things that that push you up there. Just passes defense. A lot of people, and I think even in the voting and especially in the fans, they don't even consider that. It's like, who gives a shit? It doesn't mean anything. He's mm-hmm. got to have the flash, I think, in order to really be considered, sadly. AbLab drops in and says, my case for sauce for Rookie of the Week is because Brees won last week. Right now, we have 308 votes on our poll in the live chat. Whoever winds up winning this, we're going to push everyone over there to vote for Rookie of the Week. Matt, do you know if they have the link up to vote for that yet? Because then if you drop that in the chat, I'll pin it. But it looks like Sauce Gardner is winning with 59% of the vote. Brees Hall has 41% of the vote. Even the guys that vote Brees, if we wind up picking Sauce, we should all go over as a team and get Sauce that Rookie of the Week. That's it. Like, look, you guys know I said it. Like, I would vote for Brees. I don't like what AbLab said. That's no reason to vote mm-hmm. for somebody. You know what I mean? I think uh, I get it, but I don't work that way. Just because somebody else won. I think best man wins, and I think Brees had a larger impact on the game. Like I said, I made the mm-hmm. case for Sauce. I think he's, you know, there's a lot there, but I think Brees Hall did more. And if he did make it those extra two yards, he would literally have three touchdowns and Mm -hmm. 200 yards you know it's kind of hard to argue but whatever the poll says i'm in i will support and abide by the laws of the poll i love it i love it john springs (laughs) comes in says do you guys think the jets will be more recognized after we play new england and buffalo i think if the jets win against aaron Rodgers, i think you're going to start hearing some noise and the jets don't do well on the west coast so when we go into denver it's still going to be tough for us. Like, I want to see how... The nice thing is, this is a young team. They don't realize the issues that the Jets have had in the past. They don't know they're supposed to be losing these games. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a fun team to watch. If the Jets can get two more wins, you're talking four straight wins then. Going into the Halloween Eve game against the Patriots, a division rival matchup, if the Jets can blow one of these next three teams out of the water then I think there's an argument to be made where the national media will start saying stuff. I would love to go into that Buffalo game, regardless of what the record is, go into that Buffalo game and just keep it close. Like, I want to win it, don't get me wrong, but Buffalo, I feel like, is the best team in the NFL. And if the Jets can at least hang with Buffalo and make it a competitive game through four quarters, it's going to make a lot of Jet Jet fans feel really, really good. Matt, how are you feeling about the Jets? And do you think we'll get a little more recognition uh, recognition against New England and Buffalo as opposed to Green Bay and Denver? Um, I def mm, oh, against so then I would say no. Um, I think these next two games would be more important, especially this game. Like sneaky, they're putting it in front of a big audience. It's uh mm-hmm. on Fox and it's their their A team doing it. It's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call, which is the the game of the week. It's a one o'clock game, but but still, like it's a big that's a big deal. Um and I think if they play well and if they win, then I think it starts to become a little bit more real. Buffalo, I, I I'm sorry to say, I just think they are by far the best team in the league, and I don't really think the Jets have a chance to beat Buffalo this year. But New England mm-hmm. is a team that they should be on the same level with. So I think, you know, asking to split or win your home game uh, against the New England Patriots really isn't asking too much. But um, these next two going up against Rodgers and Russell Wilson, I think, is really uh, the one that will get them the media 
the national attention, I guess. Greenbean, what yeah. about you? How are you feeling about the Jets possibly getting some recognition over the course of these next four weeks? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you're talking about New England, but what if we go there and play them and they kick the shit out of us? Like, what if New England does the same yeah. thing that they've been doing to us for mm-hmm. since... They've been doing the same thing to us since 2010. I mean, uh, uh, Bowles had that really good overtime uh, mm-hmm. win going into the last week of the season, but... I mean, outside of that game, dude, they have been shellacking us steady. Mm-hmm. So the idea that we're looking past New England or anything, not to say that that's what John's saying, but I, I, I'm i with Matt. Like, if we can go up there and even, like, let's say we get into a game where we either beat Green Bay or we lose by a field goal, but it's like worth I think either mm-hmm. one of those scenarios mm-hmm. is going to set the league up to be like, I don't know, man, the Jets are different. I, I that's what I think. If we beat Aaron Rodgers and beat Russell Wilson, I think that it's on. It's yep. on like Donkey Kong. I fully expect ten thousand more subscribers the moment that happens. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're gonna what be losing losing our goddamn minds and wagon. If we start winning against two mm-hmm. guys that are like at the top of their game, maybe not so much Russell Wilson at this point, but like those two quarterbacks, those two teams, that would be really impressive. Jet Simulations comes in and says, who would you rather trade for if you could have one or sign in free agency next year? Uh, Jesse Bates or Roquan Smith? Uh, it would probably be Roquan Smith for me. Um, as much as I like Jesse Bates, I don't love the idea of paying a ton of money for a safety. I feel like linebacker, like there's a really good chance that CJ Mosley isn't here next year unless he decides to renegotiate his contract because he wants to stay a New York Jet. Like well, that though. He renegotiated really? it to lower his cap hit this year, but he's got a $21 million cap hit next year. So it's like yep. it, like he's not going to be on this team unless he reworks his deal completely. Yeah. And, you know, the Jets going on a stretch of wins and being exciting. I mean, CJ's not super young, so maybe he wants to finish his career here. It, it wouldn't shock me to see him do it. I think he's a team player. Um, and I would love to have CJ stay here, yeah, but just not too. for $21 million. That's just, that's too much. Ooh. Nope. Especially because he struggles in coverage. I mean, he's as good as it gets, you know, with the run and like, you know, chasing everybody around. And I mean, he's he's in on almost every play. He's going 100 miles an hour. He covers sideline to sideline, but he's no good in coverage anymore. He's, he's mm-hmm. he, he gets beat consistently. I think Juan Alexander is currently our best linebacker. Well, Ryan, um, let me say this to you. So on, on that note, mm-hmm. has anybody noticed that when Quincy Williams went down and Quan Alexander came in, almost right at that moment, the screen passes that we've been dying by have mm-hmm. all but dried up. Is that is that Quan? That's a that shocking Green? revel shocking revelation, Greenbean, that uh Quan Alexander is better in coverage than than Quincy Williams. <laughs> Amazing. I love- it's great. Right. We've needed this. Like, I love but me some Quincy, nuts? but like Quincy like, shouldn't be covering the screen pass. The dude's a heat seeking missile yeah. that should be going after the quarterback. That's it. Right. And run and just stuff in the run. Yeah. Right. Identify the hole and blast through it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Crush him. Take See on ball, the fullback. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. the play for Quincy Williams. Yeah. But it's uh, interesting though, man. I, I, look, we've been complaining about the screen pass. All of last year and the first two games, or first three games this year, it was like, dude, why can't we stop the screen? And then all of a sudden, Quincy Williams goes out, Juan Alexander comes in, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, have we said, we haven't seen many screen passes. Am I 
Am I off? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, nope. I we should have been beaten up by Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on some of those types Oof. of screen passes. Like Mostert right. had a hundred, what, fifteen yards or whatever. But like, like Green Bean said earlier, I'm fine with losing if it's by Mostert or Gazicki or one of those guys. Like we made the decision, yeah. Hill and Waddle will not beat us. I love seeing all the emojis too. You see the little lock symbol. Then you see the penguin. You see the cheetah. <laughs> it's like, let's go. Lock them down. Lock them down. Yeah. Isis comes in, says, going to the Pats game. Hope to see you there. Very excited. Haven't been since Tebow. But when do you think we extend Joe Douglas? This is technically his fourth year of six. I would like to extend him. I think we'll probably extend him after next year i think it's usually you'll wait till there's like one year left now if zach just shows out the rest of the year and it's like okay that's the guy joe douglas should get like a two or three year extension on what he's got left because i really believe he is the best gm we've had and it's not even close his waiver wire pickups his trades his last two drafts have been incredible like you're talking he added seven first round talents if you include elijah moore and Brees Hall in that yep. conversation over the course of the last two years. Like, yeah, okay, you miss on Becton. That, the 2020 draft was a weird season. It was the COVID year. It was like you couldn't nice. interview certain guys. Like, for me, I'm more willing to give him a pass on last year, that year because of Adam Gase. And based on what we're seeing right now, like this team is seeing some real growth. Greenbean, your thoughts on Joe Douglas? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think... You know, not everything that a GM does is going to be a hit. It's 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 the process. It's how he's doing it. Like, look, if you if you pick the right positions and one of the guy, you know, the guy ends up being a bust or something, you still have to commend the the positions. Like the Jets that were coming out of, we didn't even know what the hell positions to take. We were taking tight ends when we needed a center. We're taking defensive tackles when we need a linebacker. It was like it was out of control for so long. And like again, like Joe Douglas's process, like how he's building the team. And like you said, quite literally, in the last two years, he figured out a way to get five first round picks with his two second round picks being Elijah Moore and Brees Hall. That's insanity. Plus, he's getting Brandon Eccles, Michael Carter the second, Braden Mann. Like he's getting those guys in the late rounds. Um, and I think we just we've never seen anything like this. I mean, the the value for the trades, in my opinion, he's a very big part of why Matt Rule got fired uh, for the mm-hmm. Sam Darnold trade. You know, I mean, it's like it's just incredible uh, what he does. And again, I don't agree with anything. You know, with everything, I thought he waited too long to to uh, bolster the tackles. I I really haven't liked up until this year how he's handled the kicking position. Uh, there's quite a few things I have issue with. But overall, I I think he's the best GM we've ever had. Matt, your thoughts on Joe Douglas? Good. I think he I think he's very good. Um, I would still like to see more um, success on the field overall before I want to put him at that level. Um, I'm still like I'm optimistic in the direction that they're heading, uh, but I want to see the more translations to to wins and playoff appearances and stuff like that before I'm putting him at the the level at as like best best ever mm-hmm. kind of a thing I, I still go back to um really par parcels because of what he the short term and then the domino effect after kind of set the infrastructure for you know like 15 years of success that is a smart way to look at it matt i completely agree 
John comes in and says, guys, love the content. Keep it going. Have your expectations been met with Lawson? Love his motor. The last three weeks, absolutely. This guy was, we were so excited for him last year. Like we knew this was the guy we were going to get. And we were all really concerned with the Achilles tear. Like, was he going to lose some of that explosion? But him and Quinn and Williams have found ways to make impact plays when it matters the most. Greenbean has said this in the past. Quinn and Williams and Lawson, these guys find ways to make plays on third down, on fourth down, like yeah. in critical moments. This isn't a first down sack or like, you know, some, not that that's a bad thing either, but like these guys make plays when they need to be made. Carl Lawson, strip sack of Skylar Thompson. Quinn and Williams recovers, drops Tyreek Hill like a rock. Greenbean, uh-huh. your thoughts on Lawson? Yeah, I'm just happy to see him kind of stepping it up now because for a couple weeks there, I got real nervous. You know, I was almost starting to think like, look, don't force feed guys that are ineffective just because of their contract or who they're supposed to be and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, man, it's nice to see him, you know, become the player that we were hoping we were getting last year. Um, and like you said, we know there's all kinds of concerns for reasons why he may have lost a step another year older in addition to all that. But yeah, I'm really excited about him and what this team, you know, the defensive line in particular, as they gel with each other. We talk a lot about the offensive line and how, you know, they need to, you know, be able to gel and work with each other and understand how everybody works and what they're going to do and, and everything. I think a lot of that can be attributed to the, defensive line difficulties as well i mean they have to they have to you know kind of feed off each other and you know work stunts appropriately and and all that jazz i think uh yeah it's exciting with carl lawson matt have your expectations been met with carl lawson um this is the player that i thought they were getting um Mm -hmm. what we've seen the last few weeks i think the first two games were a little concerned or i guess how many games? Five games they played. Yeah, so the first two games are a little concerning, but the last three, I think, have been very good. CJ comes in, says, can't, uh, still can't get over with Hill trying to block Quinn, and that man ran into a brick wall. That play, I can't tell you how many times I rewatched it over and over and over again, and I knew as soon as I did my five takeaways from the game and I put the ludicrous, move, bitch, get out the way, <laughs> on that intro i was like all right screw it i'm demonetized don't care totally worth it (laughs) want to see this on loop it's been a lot of fun that's probably my favorite highlight that i've seen from like a defensive player uh, in a while like that that was a fun one green bean what are you thinking about the tyree kill stiff arm it's the best thing i've ever seen I mean, honest to God, it's like it's for look when the Brees Hall run, I mean, it was a reception, but his running after the wheel route, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was so tickled by that. Oh, number one, fucking Berrios, man. He can't do that shit again. We are so lucky that that didn't get called. Yeah, like Um, a holding or a block in the back or anything. Right. He's pulling on him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that was, but the whole, like the way that it was, you know, like 79 yards, but the last like 20 and particularly the last like 10, 12 was Brees Hall, like spinning. There were guys on his shoulders, on his ankles. Mm-hmm. He's kept, I was like, that might be the best thing I've ever seen in, in a Jets uniform. Like it was, it was, I was absolutely tickled by it. And then the end of the game, the Quinn and Williams things happen, uh, you know, happens. 
And I was like, there is no way that that is not better than the Brees Hall. Just like the whole scenario with Tyreek Hill talking shit, just the mm -hmm. whole thing, man. And for the game, that, that was kind of the icer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the game, like we were winning, but that was the icer. And for it to have it, you know, to happen like that, like Carl Lawson strip sack, Quinn and Williams out of all the guys picking it up, Tyreek Hill right there thinking he's going to do something. He didn't just run into him. He quite literally throat slammed him. It was like, and just dude, he landed on his back. He rolled into his head. And then Tyreek Hill put a boot on after that. What was that? Mm -hmm. I think that's an ego boot. That's all that thing was. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want to go out there anymore. That's what that was. <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about the uh, the Tyreek Hill hit? I hope they play that at my funeral because that was the favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, that's epic. <laughs> I love it. Edward Ziff says, coming from North Carolina for the Halloween game. Be there, Jets, Pats. I'm really excited. I have I love talking shit on the Patriots, and if the Jets can really get themselves in a position where we can like really start talking some shit, I'm excited. I I curse like a sailor. <laughs> it's it's not good. But the Jets have been bad for so long. I haven't been able to like unleash. Ugh. Can't wait to do it. Ablab comes in and says, Have you guys experienced spikes in your subs? Hope so. Also, do we have the most content creators out of all teams? Hashtag gang. Um, right now, I, I haven't seen a crazy spike in subs. I'm like, I'm starting to get like, you know, as I put out more videos, you start to see more and more. Um, I am excited because the you could tell the boom of jet content creators or uh, Instagram pages or Facebook pages, things of like that. The last boom was 2015. Like that's when a lot of things uh, came around. Like I know Ali, we were talking to him from Loyal NY Jet fans. He started covering the Jets right around then and they he, he rode that wave and he loved it. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the year, I think that was the year Jet Central started, if I'm not mistaken. And he saw a nice boost there. Um, we haven't been able to, like when you're covering a team, has been horrible for so long yeah. there's just the the casual <laughs> fan isn't coming out and looking up highlights looking up recaps so as they start to win more games as they start to get more media recognition i do think that is going to go up and as far as content creators i think the jets have the most quality content creators of any team in the nfl like the, just across the board there is just a plethora of guys like even guys that have only just started coming up guys like uh Buffalo Jets fan and uh, Tigo and, you know, I, I'm going to lose like some of the other guys that have right. recently come up. But like, you know, the three of us, Richie, Ian, uh, Jake Asman, um, I'm going to lose names off the top of my head right now. But we've got so many good quality. Uh, let's talk Jets radio. Like those guys have been doing it for so long. There's a lot of really good content creators, not even just on the video side of things, but on like the, you know, the Jets X Factor guys where they do their videos, but they also have their um, website themselves. Like they, they do some great content over there. The Jets absolutely have the best team of guys. Like we have a great, great community. Greenbean, your thoughts on all this? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, since we've started, you know, look, like, like I said, I've been watching you guys uh, a couple years before I got started. I remember Matt was still talking about I think the Mets and the Islanders and shit. I yeah, think it was before I, you went I full think, Jets. 
Yeah, I I found Matt O'Leary. I believe it's either eight hundred subs or eighteen hundred subs. Like so, it was definitely it was eight, in the beginning. I think I reached out to Matt around five or six hundred subs. If I'm not mistaken, Matt, you could probably validate yeah. that. Uh, it was I under was a thousand. Under I think. a th- definitely under a thousand for sure. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Right. So I had to find you when you were around 800. So I've been watching you guys and Ryan, you know, like you were, I used to take Ryan's stuff and post it on jet nation. I had no idea he was on there too. I didn't know yet. I would just go, Hey, this guy's great. Listen to this. And I would take his video and I would, I would, uh, you know, post it in the jet nation, uh, uh, thread. And then Ryan was like, Oh, he, you know, he started talking like, Oh yeah, that's me. And and then we're like, wow, like, Holy shit. Then when I started making videos for jet nation, <laughs> we talked, but so we haven't had, at least since I've been around with, we, there's mm-hmm. been nothing, there's been no winning. It's been all losing the entire time. So I imagine if there is a legitimate excitement that, that subs will go up. I, I'm, I think I'm like 60 away from 8,000, the new 8,000 threshold. So I'm, Hoping mm-hmm. that you guys will get me past eight thousand, maybe in the next. If week you guys or so. are not subbed up to Green Bean yeah. right now, we got seven hundred something people in there. Yeah, you better go over to Green Bean's channel. He's linked in the description down below. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get up. me get over, over eight thousand tonight. That would we be so great. It. We could. But do I it. think. But as far as like, I don't think any team has anywhere near the amount. Just quantity. I'm. I'm with you on the quality. But the mm-hmm. quantity, I don't think anybody touches us. You know, like mm-hmm. the Panthers have five, six, you know. Dude, the, the Falcons, Falcons, I tried have- to do a content, like, uh, you know, thing with them two years ago. They had no one. I, no I one. Like, I'm Googling everything. Like, they had, like, audio podcasts. That was it. The Colts had no one, like, two years right. ago. Like, the Jets had, like, probably, like, 10 deep two years ago. And we got, like, even yeah. more now. I know. Every uh, every 14 days, there's two more Jets content creators. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts on everything, uh, you know, content creation wise. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed it uh, go up, but I'm still waiting for that big spike. And I agree. I think if the Jets have a surprise year, like, heck, who knows if they win 10, 11 games, maybe a wild card team. I think that's when all of us would really pop. But you guys are right. They have we have so many good content creators. Well, maybe not Jets chaos, but everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy. Well, you know what he's, yeah, he's doing? He's in the chat. He's somewhere in there. Matt, you <laughs> no, know what that asshole's I, doing? Did I tell I, you what he's doing? Uh, he messaged me. Is Are, are you d- talking about uh, the uh, the other team? Yeah. This fucking yeah. guy. He's a turncoat. What's he What'd he say? Jeremy. Well, look, you know, the... Jeremy being the funny guy that he is, but he noticed just like what we're talking about, the 49ers content creation world is there's a complete vacancy. So he lives there. He lives in that area. So he's creating 49ers chaos and finding 49ers content like guy and putting them together on a channel because they don't have it. So Mm -hmm. but now we're going to start calling him 49ers chaos. 49er fan, Jeremy. (laughs) Trey Lance, Jeremy. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Jeremy G. S says Mike Tannenbaum's draft in 06, 07 is right up there with one of the great drafts. Yes, all time for the Jets. It has to be. 06 was uh, Brick and Mangold. And then 07 was Revis Harris. Is that right? Yeah. But can we not call them Tannenbaum drafts? They're Mangini drafts. That's what they were. Agreed. Oh, yeah. We had Tannenbaum like well before and after that, and they we, we yeah. just never saw that kind of caliber totally of draft. Yeah. 
totally different. And look, you can give Tannenbaum credit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was he was excited. He was an exciting GM. We trade. We called him Trader Mike, and he uh, pulled Trader. together some oh, yeah. amazing trades. Make crazy it happen, stuff. <laughs> Make it happen. You knew, like, if you ever heard a report, like the Jets, the Falcons, and the Colts are all, you know, trying to trade. You knew it. Like, all right, we're getting them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If Tanny wants them, he's getting them. And he built those teams. I mean, like, you know, you you have to give him credit, like credit where credit is due. But on the back end of that, we had to pay the piper, bro. He like yeah. he ended up destroying this team. And then poor little John Idzik had to come in and clean up his mess, created all those uh those compensation picks and all that cap money mm -hmm. that Mike McCagnan ended up using to get Rebus and Cromartie and Gilchrist and Screen and and mm -hmm. Ivory and Fitzpatrick. All but yeah, so, I mean, I give Mike Tannenbaum his credit, but like, you know, those drafts were all Mangini men, for sure. Matt, your thoughts on, oh, wait, sorry, Prolific Flares. So I started like thinking and then stopped thinking. Prolific Flares <laughs> says, as I look through the remaining schedule, outside of Buffalo, I see every team as beatable. Not saying we win them all, but we're supposed to be in every one of those games. What's your takes, fellas? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly where I fall as well. It's I don't mind if we are not favorited in any game the rest of the year. I'm okay with that. I do think that's going to change. I think you're going to start seeing on the back half of the schedule, us being favorited going into those games, especially at home. But for me, I think the Jets should be in every game. We should not get blown out aside from maybe Buffalo. Like Buffalo are the two games that we have left that are really, really dominant. Um, you know, I for me, I just just stay competitive. Matt, your thoughts on the remainder of the schedule? Yeah, really. Buffalo, like I mentioned earlier, that's the one team where I just think I, I think they're going to win like 14 games this year. Like that's mm -hmm. the kind of caliber of team that they are. Um, but everyone else, it's and they're not going to win out or, you know, win every game except for the Buffalo one. There, there are going to be losses in there, but there's no reason that you can't be competitive with the two other teams in the division in Miami and New England. There's no reason that you can't. You know, we outlined ways that they could beat Green Bay. You have games against Detroit, Chicago, um, Jacksonville, Minnes Jacksonville, Minnesota. Like there's definitely winnable games in there. Um, I agree. I, I think this is a really good point from Prolific Flair. Yo, I if Sauce can lock down Jefferson, that would be really impressive. Jefferson and Diggs are the two matchups I think I want to see remaining on our schedule with Sauce. That like that would really test him. Uh, as far as a, a high-caliber offensive player against our rookie goes. Greenbean, how are you feeling about the rest of our schedule and the Jets at least being in contention with all these games? Like, should be in every one of these games except for maybe Buffalo. And look, I like, like look, Buffalo's clearly better, right? But there's no reason we can't hang. There's no reason, like, it's a division game and all that stuff that used to... It, it used to have such an impact. Like, you always played your division well, right? That was always mm -hmm. the thing. No matter who sucked and who was great, it was always a game. So that kind of stuff can still apply. I think, just like Matt said, there are, excuse me, there are winnable games. And if the Jets can come out with a lot of, you know, some of them and actually win, just like this third-string quarterback thing, we mm -hmm. should win a game like that. For many years, we don't. The guy comes in and he's a hero, right? We, we've seen it so many times. The Jets won that game, and that was two weeks in a row uh, that we won that kind of game. 
So, like, the Jets just need to be competitive, man. Again, our expectations were seven to nine wins. If it's more, great. But most of us were right in that pocket. I saw some people with five or six. I saw some people with nine or 10, 11. But generally speaking, we were kind of in that bubble, most of us, seven to nine wins. If we can do that and maybe even get to the high side, let's say we walk out of this year with nine wins and maybe even at least compete for, but maybe even nab that seventh playoff spot, losing the wild card. This season is a major success. And I think if we're competitive each week, then that's realistic. And that's all I really want to see. The blowout shit has to stop. That's all I, that, that's huge for me. Blowouts got to stop, particularly to New England. Teddy Craney comes in and says, what is up, boys? How are we feeling about this team after five weeks? Who is your best player? Mine is AVT. Yeah, right now, I'm going to give one offense, one defense, because I, there's just no way I can you know, do that. And it's in the trenches. It's AVT and it's Quinn and Williams for me. I think it's not even close. Um, you know, AVT switching three different positions and playing at a high caliber at all of them. And then Quinn and Williams just playing lights out in a contract year. This guy is one of the top five interior defensive linemen in the NFL. Right now, he's ranked sixth on pro football focus in terms of all defensive linemen. Uh, that is 121 qualified defensive linemen, and he is sixth on there with a 90.1 pass rush grade. Matt, if you had to pick a player on offense and a player on defense, who are you picking? Uh, it's definitely those same two guys. Um for, for sure, for me. Uh, I was going to say, if it was just one, I would lean Quinnen just because I think he's been dominant week in and week out. The ABT yeah. versatility is just unbelievable, though. Um, the the two of them by far, I, I think. And, and that's great, too, right? Because they're supposed to be your young building blocks going forward. It's not like some guy who's on his last leg who's a veteran that you brought in and it's like not going to be a part of this team for the future. They're both young and building blocks for this thing. Love it. Love it. Green Bean, what about you? If you had to pick someone on offense and someone on defense, who are you picking? Denzel Mims and <laughs> Ty Johnson for defense. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think I'm right in there, man. It, you know, I mean, AVT, like, yeah, if you got to build, like, what, we're talking about, like, like foundational pieces to build on? Yeah, man. The AVT is an absolute stud, and... It, by the end of the year, if it continues, he's going to be in the conversation for the best interior offensive line, maybe even exterior. He's going to be among the best offensive linemen in the league. And Quinnen is a stud muffin, man. And look, I, again, he's been getting better every year. Even last year, what, he had seven and a half sacks or something, seven sacks last mm -hmm. year? Like, every year he's getting better. And this is just like, it, it, it's continuing. You see him now, he is absolutely disrupting the pocket every time like they have to double team him he was double teamed on the fumble recovery he shed those guys scooped up the fumble so i don't know i think abt and quinnon for sure indy colt drops in says how confident are you on salah making this talent to its prime uh look i think there is a lot of hope for this team and there's things on salah's resume and lafleur that i would like to see cleaned up a little bit but that's all right you got to remember they're in their First, well, now I guess second year, second year being a head coach, second year being an offensive coordinator for LaFleur. I didn't like the shotgun run on third down before the fourth down and two play to Corey Davis that we thought he had the pass interference. I thought that was a bad play. Um, but overall, look, 
Robert Sala has guys, talented guys, like Whitehead, like Reed, like uh, Quan Alexander, coming to this team because of who he is. When is the last time the Jets were able to attract people because of their head coach? It was Rex Ryan. That was when you had... Uh, you know, Bart Scott and Jason Taylor and like LaDainian Tomlinson. Like that's when you started to attract some really good players. And if the Jets, like Green Bean said, if there is some way we could compete for a wild card or even sneak into one, you're going to see a 2009, 2010 style Jets come in next year. And you're going to see guys starting to take a little bit less money to play with Zach Wilson, to play for this team, to play for a player's coach and Robert Sala. This is an exciting team if the pieces can click. Greenbean, how confident are you that Salah can make things click here? Let me tell you, I'm going to be real honest because it's just a, a few of us in here, close buddies. That's my concern. Like, I'm really happy right now. I really am. And you can't take it away from Salah. These guys are playing 100% effort for 60 minutes, and you got to give it to them. But my main concern for this team still resides in the coaching whether that's Robert Sala and the overall or Jeff Ulbricht and the defense or Mike LaFleur's silly-ass play calling throughout periods of the game. Um, I, that's where my concern – I know I like a lot that they're doing as well. I don't want to make it sound like a like a, you know, I'm throwing stones, but uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm – I wouldn't use the word confident when I'm talking. I think I'm happy right now and I have hope, but I'm not confident in this coaching staff yet. Uh, while I'm happy what I'm watching right now. So that's kind of where I am. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about the coaching staff? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not ready to go in the confident level yet. Um, I mean, we talked a lot about Douglas uh, before. I'm definitely more confident in Joe Douglas than I am mm -hmm. with Robert Sala, but um, I, I need to I need to see it. Like I said, I'm, we kind of all said this earlier, but these next three games are huge for this team to figure out: is it really the same old Jets, or is things actually different? And I think we'll have a better answer going into the bye. Guys, we have 564 votes in our poll question: Who gets Rookie of the Week? It is a dead heat: 50% for Brees Hall, 50% for Sauce Ooh. Gardner. We were talking earlier. Uh, Brees got it last week. Brees had the 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 more impressive stats this week. Very easily could have had the three touchdowns. Sauce Gardner, probably a little bit more difficult for him to get a rookie of the week because of the position he plays, just the nature of teams thrown away from him. Had the safety, had the interception directly, uh, you know, responsible for a 12-point swing in the Jets' score this past week, and it seems like fans are totally <gasps> wow. torn on this. 50%, 50%. Yeah. And whoever winds up winning this, we are pushing everyone over to the vote, and we are all going yeah. to vote for that guy. As a team, we are going to make right. sure that guy gets the rookie of the week, 100%. Uh, main Jets fan drops in and says, love the show. What are the chances we keep the spot we have in our division? I've watched the team, and dare I say there is hope. There is a lot of hope in this team, and a lot of it stems from Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson can be the guy, the talent is there, 100%. This is the most talented offensive skill position team that I have seen in a very long time. Like I think this is better than what Sanchez had, and I liked Santonio Holmes and Braylon Edwards and LaDainian Tomlinson and Thomas Jones. Um, or yeah. was Thomas Jones gone when LT no, got here? Well, yeah, they, they, they flip flopped right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
Like that that was a good team. I think our tight ends are better right now. I think our running backs are younger for the long term. I think our wide receivers are younger for the long term. Like this has more hope than I think maybe those 2009, 2010 teams had. Just become a just because of some of the veteran leadership there. Matt, I want to ask you, uh do you think the Jets stay in second or do you think there's uh I don't know. How do you feel about the hope moving forward? I think second's absolutely in play. I really do. I, I really think it's going to be a dogfight between the, the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots. I think all three of those teams are kind of in that same seven, eight, nine win range, and we'll see how good this team really is. Um, and I think they absolutely have a chance for a second. Teddy Craney jumps in and says, follow-up question, how good is that Adams trade looking? Best trade ever. I will say right now, that is the best trade the Jets have ever had, and it's not even close. Not now, even close. I will say the best trade ever right now. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard not to say the Herschel Walker trade because of everything that happened with the Cowboys, but the Russell Wilson trade going from Seattle to Denver, oh man, is Denver getting burnt real hard right now. They gave up two firsts, two seconds. They gave up uh, Noah Fant. They gave up, I think they got like two other draft picks as well. Like that is a brutal, <laughs> brutal trade if you're Denver. Yeah. Luckily, Seattle got, you know, Jamal Adams to be a, a uh, you know, the all-time safety sack record, which I don't think is anything absolutely yeah. crazy to, to hang your hat on. I am entirely happy with how that trade worked out for the Jets, but I think the the Seattle trade with Denver this past offseason was just so lopsided based on what we're seeing. And Denver extended Russell Wilson. He's a Bronco till he's 40, and that looks awful <laughs> right now. Greenbean, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, and I think, you know, jumping off the Russell Wilson bandwagon this quick, I think is probably not the best idea either. I mean, you know, give him time to kind of, this is his first time not being a Seahawk, you know, totally mm -hmm. different uh, environment, you know, it's in the mountains, there's different air. I mean, there's so many reasons up there. But that said, right now, it looks pretty silly, especially with Geno Smith being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, who the fuck? Imagine if we had just held on to him and drafted yeah. DK Metcalf. And <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that, Ryan? It's like, look how long we would have had to wait. Like, mm -hmm. Jets fans, we're not waiting nine years for a quarterback no. to be, a, you know, no way. But look, hey, good for Geno Smith, man. But Seattle looks brilliant on this end right now. And mm -hmm. but I I still think, like you said, they extended Russell Wilson. He's making two hundred and forty million dollars. Lots of it is guaranteed. I don't know. I think I think let's just wait and see. I mean, even if he has a down year, I still think Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. I, I don't think he fell off a cliff. You know, Matt, how you feeling about the Adams trade and best trade ever? Uh, that is definitely the best trade ever. Joe Douglas absolutely fleeced Seattle. Um, a, a, getting AVT and Garrett Wilson for Jamal Adams is tremendous. I'll, I'll take that. I would have taken just AVT for Jamal Adams or just Garrett or Wilson. just Garrett Wilson. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, absolutely. And not even just that. You're talking like an extra $10 million. Like we basically got Corey right. Davis or like, like we got an extra good player. <laughs> it was those two draft picks plus you know, a, a $12 million a year player because of the contract that Adam signed and that we didn't have to sign. Absolutely wild. But yeah, Viles. That, that's big, the money, right? That's such a big piece that we don't even think about to include. Like, like you said, I would just take ABT too, or even I'd consider just Garrett Wilson. But then when you add, we got both and 
saving like $12 million on top of it. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's really what it is. <laughs> Green Bean, for every 25 likes, we're going to pick a qualifier oh, yeah. for our t-shirt giveaway. Green Bean, I'm going to have you start ripping those off. We only got a few minutes yeah, left, I'm so make sure you hit that up. like button. Uh, Mutt Viles drops in and says, have you guys seen the clip on Von Miller's podcast about Diggs almost getting traded to the Jets in 2020? I did not see that, but I would not have liked it. Like, I like Diggs. I think he's a great player, and I think the Bills absolutely made the right decision for Josh Allen. I don't think Sam Darnold was the guy to have to give up whatever pick we would have had to give up because I'm assuming at that point, I, I don't remember when Diggs was traded but you're talking about either the Adams pick or our pick, and both those picks were really good. You're talking the Jets had, what, the second overall pick, and the AVT pick was originally 23, I think. So it would have yeah. been one of those. If the Jets gave up 23, then, okay, you know, great, you get digs. You probably don't, you know, make the, the, the draft pick in Garrett Wilson, you know, but then you probably take Jermaine Johnson at, at 10 and that we see how this yeah, all played out, yeah. you know, right now. So it's, I, I'm okay not getting digs based on where we were in 2020. Matt, your thoughts on this. Wouldn't it have been, well, who did the Jets draft in 2020? Well, 2021 was the draft. The trade happened in 2020. So would it have been our law? It would have been Becton, right? Because... It would have been that was the 2020 yeah. draft in the first round. It would have been an 11th overall pick. I don't know when the Diggs trade happened. Was it after the draft or pre-draft? Because it would have been Josh Allen's third year, right? Like it was the 2018, 19, and then Jefferson. 2020. When did Justin Jefferson get drafted? That because 2020. Okay, was, yeah. So that's what it was. It was before that draft. So we would have lost Beckton. That would have been the better trade then. Because we would have much rather had Diggs over Becton based on what we saw. But at the same time, you needed the left tackle. Like, you you wouldn't have done that at that point, I think. Um, unless you then go for the left tackle at 23. Maybe AVT winds up being your left tackle. You have Diggs and you have uh, Zach Wilson. I don't know. I mean, I wanted, I wanted CeeDee Lamb that year. That was kind of my guy if we weren't going to go with the tackle. Um, so how are you feeling about it, Matt? Um, interesting. Like, obviously at the time I wanted the Jets to do something like that to try to really get Sam Darnold to the next level. But, um, I don't think that would have really done anything. I, I think at this point it's kind of, it, it played itself out. And I like where the Jets are with their young receiving core and, uh, their young quarterback. Matt, I'm going to have you go to last week's stream if you could pull up a few guys from over there. Soy Class sure. Act drops in says, we love Carter as 1B, right? You guys are the best. Thank you, Soy Class Act. Uh, I love Carter as 1B. I really like Brees Hall. I was actually kind of upset that we drafted Brees Hall in the second round. I did not think the Jets were going to go that route. I thought for sure the Jets would be looking for a, court, uh, a running back in like the fourth round. And when we pulled the trigger, I was like... Man, that means Carter's getting relegated to like backup duty, but the way they're splitting carries and the way these guys are going to be able to stay healthy, Michael Carter is the voice. He's the vocal leader on this offensive side of the ball. Brees Hall can compliment him, and I don't think there's any love lost between the two of them. We have a really strong, really good young crew going right now. Um, before I get to Indy Cult, I do see Mike Kaz, Jets all the time. Thank you so much for joining the economy class. Make sure you drop some J E T S in the chat for Mike. And then Harry W drops in with his member super chat says, this is our best offense since Vinny Testaverde era. Um, 
yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pennington had a few good no. years in there where it was like Coles and Moss and uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd say Testaverde, but it. I mean, it's it's good. I think this is definitely a really really good skill position set. Like, I, it's still too early for me to say like ever, but like really really good. Um, in hey. cult. I just opened up the rookie of the week thing. I just wanted to see who else was up. Mm -hmm. And you know what it says, dude? I think they're kind of steering us away from Brees Hall. Really? They said he has 97 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, 79 yards receiving touchdown. Oh, they like didn't even like, Yeah, they didn't even get it right. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah, 79. But then they added another a TD. It's not reception. 97 rushing yards, comma rush td comma 79 yard receiving touchdown like that it's wrong you didn't I mean, that yeah, doesn't the stats are not right he absolutely had 100 yards he had the two receptions he had the one on like the 21 yard line or whatever here's what it says for sauce five tackles comma safety comma interception comma so they gave sauce the safety i don't think sauce actually gets the safety on that yeah, he does. I think because it's a penalty, I think that's not actually attributed to him. No, 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 no. He gets it because it, it it's on his stats because he caused the intentional grounding. It would have been a sack otherwise. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So maybe Sauce gets. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd like to see Sauce. Right now we're at six hundred and forty-seven votes, and Brees Hall has a one percent lead right now. Amazing. Uh, I want to remind everybody. I'm sorry, yeah. Ryan. I want to no, remind no, no, everybody. Uh, before we asked everybody, there's a, there's six million of you guys in here. We asked you to help me get over eight thousand subscribers today. I only need sixty, and we've got two. So come on, <laughs> come on, there, only two. <laughs> come on, go over to my yo. Head over to Green Beans channel. It's in the description. Just go over there real quick. Hit the little subscribe if you haven't hit it. There's got to be at least a few of you guys in yeah. here that haven't subbed up Green Bean at this point. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Uh, Indy Colt drops in and says, guys, as a Colts fan, I have to ask, is Matt Ryan done? The answer is yes. Matt Ryan was done before you guys traded for him. I was a little surprised you guys went that route. I thought you'd just bottom out and get like a top draft pick. Um, but he, he looks toast and I, I'm not exactly sure where you guys wind up going. That, that Carson Wentz trade kind of burnt you pretty good. Um, I don't know. Greenbean, what do you think uh, the Colts wind up doing? I'll tell you what. Uh, like I, I've shared this before, uh, Colts fan. I, I happen to like, uh, Ballard, your GM very much. And I also happen to like your coach, uh, Frank Reich very much. Um, but I, they have absolutely botched this quarterback thing. Number one, not protecting Andrew Luck, right? And Ballard was there. So not protecting Andrew Luck. And then they finally do and he retires and everything. But then going from Luck to Phillip Rivers, to Carson Wentz. Oh no, there was somebody in between there too. I think, but then was to, Foles to, in there between, or was yeah that something like maybe Brissett was mixed in for Brissett, like right? Yeah, Brissett. yeah I, I forget. But then, but like, look, they've been going for like this snatch a a wily vet thing for a long mm -hmm. time. It's like you you know you go and you trade for Carson Wentz within one year, and he had a fucking great year, twenty seven touchdowns like seven interceptions something like that and they hated him so much the team that they got rid of him and then you bring in matt ryan i don't know i think it's a real big slip very similar to matt rule in uh 
in Carolina that that's been a huge misstep by by him and he now paid the price but it's like I don't know I think I think Matt Ryan it was a good idea like your team is stocked you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. you have a lot of talent on the the fact that you know you get a legend he's just gonna kind of you know the perfect offense for him I like the idea but I think the Colts need to stop and just get a quarterback and groom him. I, I mean, Frank Reich's a great offensive mind quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're blowing it, quite frankly. And it's, it's, I'd be nervous for, you know, your owner's old and drunk and he'll fucking fire everybody, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe a Mitch Trubisky or a Daniel Jones. Like, I don't know. They might win enough games where they kind of play themselves out of contention for a young quarterback. And I don't know if I see them trading a, like the bag for Lamar, but, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'd like to see him draft a quarterback for sure. I agree um, Daniel Faust. Thank you so much. He gifted a membership. And uh, let's see, who got it? I saw someone gets it. I think it was Host Hype. Hype got the membership. Good stuff. Drop some J-E-T-S in the chat, brothers. Love it. All right. We have reached the end of our show. Really? Um, I did see a comment... In there, oh, we're Where over. I see it. I want. I wanted to touch on it real quick. Let me see if I could find it real fast. Um, ba, 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 ba. I don't think I'm gonna find it. Oh, <laughs> Tamarack says, Ryan, I need you to go back on the roundtable. I talked to Richie. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hop on with them tomorrow for a little bit and just spit fire. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, I should be hopping on at least for a little <laughs> bit over there. <laughs> All right. So Green Bean, you got our list of qualifiers from our T-shirt giveaway. Yep, I got them. Love it. Matt, can you read off five names for us from last week's video? Okay, let's do Scotty178. Hold on. All right, Scotty178. Got it. Kenneth Duffy. Duffy. What's up, Duff? Or he's on Twitter. Okay. Mark Ferraro. Got it. This dentist, that. This dentist? Dennis. Like, oh, Dennis. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And then Drew Flight. All right. Got it. All right. Already. I got a few from Twitter that we'll throw out there. Uh, Televised Hippo. Nice. Be one of them. That's a great yeah, name. It's a, yeah, it is. It's good. I like that. <laughs> Let's do Yanks win again since they're playing. Cool. We're going to go Joey Jets. We're going to go Melissa. And our buddy Mutt Viles. There he is. All right. Got a nice list tonight. Robust. Love it. All right. Let's do a little bit of odds or evens. Three, two, one. That's a nine. That's an odd. All right. Odd. Here we go. Benji Unger, you're out. Ryan Jett, oh. you're out. Edward Ziff, see you later. Joe S, you're out. Top Thrill 01, you're out. Greg C, a.k.a. gonna make you take it. You're out. Oh, no. Hawk, you're done. Scotty178 is out. Whoops. Uh, Mark Ferrero is gone. Drew Flight is gone. 
Yanks win again. That makes lots of Mets fans secretly very, very happy. Melissa, out. <laughs> All, right, All right. We're ready. Guys, we got 683 votes. Let's see if we can get it up over 700 votes in the live chat, and then I will end the poll. Three, two, one. That is, what is that? That's 10. 10. All right. Gitmo Bob, you're gone. James D, you're out. Hank is out. Kenneth Duffy is gone. Whoops. Okay. Televised Hippo is out. And Mutt Viles. Sorry, Mutt Viles. There you go. Uh, Big T Charlie drops in with his member super chat. Says, Ryan, did you see Quinn in one angry run on Good Morning Football? I did see that. It was great. Watching them like yell about the entire thing was just so awesome. He just planted them six feet deep. All right, boys. Three, two, one. That's an eight. Even. Okay, no. eight. That was a nine. No, it was five. Was it you five? had a what, two? Two, and Green Bean had one. What's five plus two plus one, Matt? Eight. <laughs> yeah, didn't you just say nine? I thought you said nine. Maybe I said nine. I had a few beers. Sorry. It's eight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's eight. That's an even. Oh, Jesus All Christ. All right. Vesseled, you're gone. Salty nuts, you're out. And Joey Jets is gone. We got three left. Three left. Chat, give us a number. Three, two, one. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, plus five. That's an 11. Six plus five is 11. All right. That gives us a winner. Nick Rousseau, you're out. Dennis that, or this Dennis that. Cody Dog wins. Cody dog, Cody reach dog. out to me on Twitter or one of my social media pages. Let's get you a t-shirt. Brother, thank you so much for everything. I'm going to close off this poll. 691 votes. Our winner for our rookie of the week, Brees Hall, dropping a 51%. Sauce Gardner with a 48%. That doesn't make sense. It said 52 just before that, so that's a little confusing. So Brees Hall winds up getting it. 52%. Let's go over. Let's vote for our boy, Brees Make sure you vote yeah. for him for Rookie of the Week. Mutt Viles, before we head out, says, Green Bean, making me look like the Cowboys can't pass the divisional round. LOL. Great show as always, boys. Thank you so much, Mutt Viles. Uh, let's go around our panel here and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Look, Jets fans, let's enjoy it. Weather the haters. They're hating because they already hate us. No matter what we do, it's us. We're fine. Uh, the most recent episode, episode 87 of Green Beans Jets Pod is up now. You can find that and subscribe. Green Bean Jets fan on YouTube. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We are talking about if the expectations change after the New York Jets upset win over the Dolphins. And we are doing the Jet Report live on YouTube at 2 p.m. Monday to Thursday. Available in podcast form shortly thereafter. I love it. Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. My name's Ryan. I've been your pilot. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.